Hi, I'm Trevor. And I'm Kyle, and uh, we are closing in on our month of catching up in Ke- on Keanu for catching up on cinema. Uh, if this is your first time listening, uh, what we do is uh, Trevor and I go back and forth and we make each other watch a movie that we wouldn't normally watch or one that we've seen that the other one needs to watch. Um, and this month we've been doing uh, Keanu Reeves movies in anticipation for John Wick 3, which I believe uh, will be posted sometime this week. I'm not entirely sure when Trevor yeah, will more than likely. That. Um, but we wanted to go through and we had picked uh, I had Trevor watch uh, what was the one I had you watch (laughs) Chain Reaction Chain Reaction which is one neither one of us had seen and uh, he had me watch uh, Man of Tai Chi and Mm -hmm. we both watched John Wick 3 which was great go out to theaters and watch it Um, what was the first one the very first one we did I cheated a little bit Uh, I selected Freaked uh, Freak, which yes. Keanu has a cameo in it. It's actually an Alex Winters film, but hey, Keanu's in it, so I counted it. I'll allow it. In the words yeah. of the immortal Mills Lane, I'll allow it. Uh, um, yeah, actually, of all the movies we had to watch, I think that was the most fun one. <laughs> uh, honestly, I mean, <laughs> there's a reason these movies are off the beaten path. I mean, yes. between you and I, we do watch a lot of movies, so when it comes to recommending ones to each other, oftentimes it ends up being stuff that's maybe not the best of the best but something different you know yeah this is from uh so the movie is uh 47 ronin i caught this movie um i'd seen this before trevor hadn't and i told him a few times i'm like you know i watched it it wasn't that bad i think i caught it in like hbo or cinemax it was just on like the tv one day and i kind of sat through and watched it and i was like oh there's some interesting scenes here and there this probably isn't that bad of a movie so i told trevor to watch it I don't think I was right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it came out in 2013. It's been a little while. Same year as uh, as Chain Reaction. No, not Chain uh, Reaction. Man of Tai Chi. Uh, Man of Tai Chi. Uh, yeah, in fact, look, looking over the production notes, apparently this movie, 47 Ronin, was uh, delayed a little bit because he was directing Man of Tai Chi around the time it was being released. Um, actually, some of the production history on 47 Ronin is... Uh, maybe more fascinating than the movie itself um, yeah for i one, actually caught a few things yeah how about you share those with us well first of all this uh is kind of a loose i'm not going to say a remake i think it's kind of a loose readaptation of the 47 ronin which is a this is four th- the loosest loosest this is the loosest adaptation yes. this is by the kyle this is actually based on a historical event, yeah, not this just is based a story. On, uh, on a historical event, <laughs> yeah, not just a movie. I know that. Uh, but I was going to say, I was like, I know there's a 47, the 47 Ronin. I was like, it's got to be for free because it's so old. Like, oh. <laughs> it is for free on YouTube, and that thing is four fucking hours long. Well, yeah. I don't know if I'll get to it, buddy. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I don't think I will either. I mean, there was also multiple TV series of, like, of it as well. It's widely regarded as like one of the most famous stories in all of japanese storytelling um in this fact that's like how the, that's how this movie starts is hyping up the, the historical aspect of it this felt like the ocean's 11 of japanese casting uh all of your head like your your big the biggest name japanese actors are in this movie there's there's a couple of really 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 heavy hitters in this movie um not probably not known to most american moviegoers but yeah there are some big name japanese actors in this why don't you give us the rundown of the actual Ronin story? And mm, I only know the broad strokes. It's not something that was like told to me when I was a kid or anything. But I, you know, you learn things 
things through osmosis being japanese but um <laughs> it's, uh, it's uh, essentially it's a story of a i mean the feudal era in japanese history uh, wherein there was many warlords shogun and like lords who owned fiefdoms and they employed warriors known as samurai and a uh, part of being a samurai was like being a knight it was it gives a title it gave you honor and uh, land and a title so these 47 ronin uh, become that because uh, their lord uh, gets in some sort of physical altercation with another lord who he's supposed to be hosting uh, it's apparently not really known exactly the nature of the conflict um, some people think that maybe it was justified some people think it was not like there was some shenanigans that happened in any case uh, the, res- the presiding lord strips him of his title and therefore all of his servants all of his soldiers and all the people under his domain uh, lose their titles as well so now these samurai lose their their honor and their titles and become unemployed they become ronin uh and so uh this was like at the height of honor culture in japanese history where it's like serving your lord is if that's your your station in life that's your role that's what you do uh, so they conspire to avenge their lord, and they do so uh, in order to uh, essentially regain their and his honor uh, post-mortem. Uh, so those things happened in this movie, <laughs> um, in, a, in a way, <laughs> but that's the broad strokes of it. Um, but yeah, uh, I wanted to touch on the production stuff before we get into the actual movie um, because uh, this is maybe one of the only cases I know of where um, I know nothing about this director. Um, his name is Carl Rinch. I think it's you a fake look, person. <laughs> he, he doesn't have a Wikipedia page, and his IMDb has a handful of credits uh, as a writer and second unit director, all, all for like short films, not for theatrical films. So this person is just a non-entity i have no idea who they are and how they got this gig maybe they have photos of somebody that (laughs) in a compromising situation (laughs) but this was this project was a huge gamble uh like right from the get-go if if you if i was a if i was a hollywood exec and somebody presented this script to me i'd be like you go fuck yourself (laughs) like i'm not giving you a hundred million dollars to make this um and to give it to somebody who is a complete unknown, without experience. How did this happen? Why did this happen? <laughs> um, and apparently, uh, the studio was unhappy with him to the point that, uh, by the by, the way, this was a, a distribu- distributed by Universal, uh, produced by several other smaller um, places. But um, apparently, the studio was so unhappy with him that they removed him from the project, and uh, editing was performed by someone else in charge. Uh, so it effectively isn't his film um, at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> you want to get to the movie? <laughs> yeah, I guess. We, we, I honestly don't want to spend too much time on this because it was really, it's a super boring movie and it's its not great. It's a lot of walking. Uh, well, I mean, like right up front, I, it needs to be said that like from a production standpoint, it's not a lazy effort. No, like, aesthetically, 
it is aesthetically pleasing, I guess, in the sense that you can tell effort was like put forth. <laughs> it looks it looks like a movie. The costumes have a lot of love and effort put into them. They built I, fucking they built sets. I, I read on the trivia that everyone had a customized uh, costume, keeping with his or her background. Yes, I don't know where that comes from. Um, what's really interesting about this is that there's a massive contrast between, like fantastical japanese stories and actual japanese culture yeah um, because like fantastical stuff tends to be very gaudy and very colorful whereas actual japanese aesthetics especially clothing tends to be pretty simple you know minimalist for the most part but the costuming of this is like everything's dialed up to 11 there's a lot of like gold shit and red shit and blue shit <laughs> everything shit and everything's covered in ornaments it's very gaudy it's very loud um and the whole time i i i was keeping in the back of my mind like how like the whole time i was watching this movie i was like how did this get made <laughs> like how did they get a hundred million dollars to make this oh 175 million jesus fucking christ it didn't um, quite make it back either no um and and what came to mind though was that i was like huh 300 huh clash of the titans huh immortals like th- this was like a thing that was happening in hollywood at some point where it's like we take these semi-historical or like period pieces and then we like metalize them <laughs> or like or we put evanescence music on them and, and make everything like like weird bronze colors like in Zack snyder movies and shit it's because 300 made money and 300 all, made all the money. It made a, a ton of money, so they just continued with that. Yeah. Um, I remember watching Immortals, and I'm like, eh, it wasn't, I didn't really care for it. Uh, there's a sex Vis- scene. Visually, I f- <laughs> visually, I found it more interesting. Some of the performances are terrible. I did Make see you, that. Se- I did see that ma- second 300 movie in the theater. It's one of those movies. It's just just watch it in the theater. That's the only reason to go. The only reason naked, to see naked it. Ava Green. Like, she's yeah. naked a lot. She gets, <laughs> she gets banged in that movie she she french she's okay with that i was on yeah. a date with my girlfriend who's my girlfriend oh, now sh- but oh I was shit, like, oh, shit. <laughs> um yeah, i didn't know that well, was gonna happen connection um that's really funny actually because she's in both of the frank miller sequels yeah um 300 and sin city and she's super naked in both of those movies <laughs> what a, what a claim to fame She's super strong She's and on that super penny... naked. I, I want to I watch that Penny Dreadful show. It's only got like three seasons, but I know she's a main character on there, but I just haven't gotten around to it. Maybe around this Halloween time. Yeah. Um, oh. let me, so I'll just give you the plot real quick. Um, Keanu Reeves is um, uh, half white, half Japanese, mm-hmm. and he gets taken in by this lord. And the Lord likes him. Nobody else likes him. And I don't no think that one, has... No one. Nobody. Except his daughter. <laughs> and I don't think... Is that even a part of the original story? Was there Was there a... No. Uh, no. <laughs> so they no, added God that. God, no. <laughs> um, so not only is he not wanted in the, in this story, but in any story, he's not wanted. Um, and there... The Lord is hosting the Shogun and um, another Lord, and he's tricked into attacking him, and he has to kill himself. And like you said, his all of his his whole team is banished, basically, mm-hmm. and then they seek revenge. Um, we there's a monster at the beginning of this that Keanu kills, and 
another samurai takes credit for it, and mm-hmm. then there's that. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that monster is never given a name or explanation. Nope, it just exists. There's just a monster. Um, yeah, <laughs> we might just have to rip on this one a little bit. Like we might uh, just have to pick it, pick it apart. I, I mean, I'll, I'll keep. I'll try to keep things linear, but feel free to like jump ahead yeah. multiple scenes so if you feel let's like just it. Talk about the casting. I think the casting is worth talking about. That's the most interesting part. Yeah, this is like I know that guy. Oh, I know that guy. I know that. Like I knew a lot of these people. Uh, by the way, a uh, mm. big big fan of Rinko uh, Rinko Kikuchi. Oh, really? Yeah, she's very fine, and I know she, she's she's a Japanese model as well as an actress, and she's the first uh, she's the first Japanese woman maybe person to be nominated for an Oscar in 50 years when she was nominated for Babel. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah. I think uh, she may be the first Japanese woman in 50 years. What's really fascinating about her career is that she was actually on the struggle bus for a while there. Really? Um, she was not doing that well in Japan. She's very attractive. In, internationally, she was doing like pretty well, but in Japan, like not a whole lot of roles were coming her way, and, and around mm-hmm. the time... like. Babel and Pacific Rim happened then like things started to pick up a bit but until then it's like I guess maybe she just wasn't doing it for Japanese audiences I mean she does have kind of a different look uh, than most Japanese actresses but I I enjoy her work Um, Um, yes we also get uh, Hiroyuki Sanada did I say that correct? Hiroyuki Hiroyuki, sorry, my, my, my apologies. Uh, Hiroyuki Sonata, and then um, I got super excited for yeah. it. Uh, Akihara. Uh, <laughs> That's tan- right. Tadano- Tadanobu. Go ahead, sorry. Tadanobu. Tadanobu Asano? Asano? Yeah. Just call, just call him Asano. Asano-san. I call, <laughs> K- Kakihara. I go with the easy <laughs> name that I know is Kakihara. Yeah, if you're not Ichi. familiar, uh, Kakihara is from uh, Ichi the Killer. Uh, do a Takashi Miike. We did not. We did not do um, it. Oh, you just had me watch that one. I never Yeah, really did I had you watch it because, I don't know, I got enough of a sense of the stuff you like, and I was like, this seems kind of punk rock. I think Kyle liked this. <laughs> yeah, I liked about a third of that movie. Uh, yeah. There, it's, it's a it, weird one. It's a weird one, but it's a Takashi Miike movie, so you get what you pay for. But Tadanobu Asano is like, I like to think of him as like the Brad Pitt or the Johnny Depp of Japan. Yeah, where it's like he he does the offbeat roles, but he's very handsome and like if he's in something, audiences flock to it. He he has a moment in here uh, about the concubine that I got a pretty good kick out of. Uh, he's very charismatic in any language. He like I'll, I'll, we just mentioned it now. It's not a big deal. He he's <laughs> the uh, Lord. Um, I'm sorry. I had a, there's so many fucking names in this. I had to write down and re remember. Um, Lord Kira, he's the bad guy, basically. Obviously, he's the bad guy. No, it gets but... really confusing. Like when I was taking my notes, is a uh, the name of the Lord who takes in Keanu is a uh, Asano. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Tadanobu Asano uh, has Asano killed, but then his character's name is Kira, and it's like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, it was. A, I'm like, what is it? Oishi. Um... Oishi is a. Uh, that's Hiroyuki Sanada. Yeah, I, I I looked up the pronunciation and then I heard the pronunciation on here and then I heard a different way in the movie. They they this movie's uh, apparently it was 
filmed in Japanese, and then they also filmed it in English, and it's mm-hmm. I believe it's dubbed for the most part uh, in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of ADR. There's a lot of instances where people's faces sorry, aren't dub- on camera when they're You're speaking. Right. Not um, yeah, not dubbed ADR. Um, um, it's actually kind of interesting. Uh, this film actually is presented 100% in English, yes. um, which is kind of an interesting choice to make uh, because I mean, they do say explicitly up front this isn't a fantasy world this is supposed to be Japan yeah um, but you know it, my feelings on that is you got to be consistent if you pick mm. one you got to stick with it and they did so point half point for that I guess <laughs> um, another, another couple of heavy hitters there in this are Ko Shibasaki who plays Mika, the love interest, who's just mm-hmm. there to be... She's just the princess. Yeah, she's, she's just there to be there. Lovely. Uh, she's great to look at, but yeah. not really much going on there. Yeah. And uh, Min Tanaka is a... He's a heavy hitter, too. He's an older guy that he got started... He's like Alan Rickman. Uh, he got started acting in film way late in his life, but he came out, like, guns Gun blazing. Um, like, guns swinging. I think I got those mixed up. Uh, it's... Dick swinging, guns blazing. Put, put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> uh, guns um, swinging. Right. But yeah, he uh, he's in those Kenshin movies. I've been trying to get you to watch the one with oh. the the one with the Mummy Man. Yeah. Um. He he has a dance background, so he's pretty handy with a sword. Um. Rurouni Kenshin is that what it yeah, was? Yeah, Rurouni Kenshin. Um, Kenshin. Uh, he was also like his first movie, I think, is a uh, Tasogare Sebe, uh, Twilight Samurai. Uh, which stars Hiroyuki Sanada. Uh, the two of them were in it together, and he's excellent in that. And I think he got like the aca- the equivalent to like the Academy Award. Tell um, me the Shogun is. I mean, you know, it's kind of amazing, actually. Is that <laughs> so? He's played by Kerry Hiroyuki Tanaka, or Tagawa, rather. That would be Mortal Kombat, but his his uh he plays Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat. But what's kind of amazing is that his first appearance in this movie, in 47 Ronin, is uh, to preside over a tournament. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I was like, that's kind of perfect. He's but also yeah. in The Man in the High Castle, and he looks way younger in The Man in the High Castle than he does here. He looks decrepit in this in this. Role. He does. In, in Man in the High Castle, he looks so much younger. He looks... I think they kind of played up his age in this a little bit. I don't think he looks that old in real life. Yeah. Because this was... At least three years before Man in the High Castle. <laughs> Doing the math um, here, guys. It's not adding up. <laughs> so I guess we should get to the fucking movie. I um, guess I start. I started snickering like from the opening shot because it's like the Earth, and then we like yeah, it's right? a CGI Earth, and then we start like zooming into it on Japan. Yeah, we get and, some exposition here, and it was really bad CGI, and it's like an exposition dump, and they're doing the thing where we got to explain it to the the people and you know the slow people in, in the audience yeah <laughs> we, so like we use words like samurai but then we put a comma behind it and then explain what that is and then they're like samurai shogun ronin and like each and every one of these has comma masterless samurai <laughs> and like samurai basically a knight <laughs> it's like just in case you didn't know a it's, ca- it's a ninja knight <laughs> it's, it's a ninja knight it's an asian knight <laughs> um and then like the basically we're just talking about how this is the story of the 47 ronin 
this story holds great significance to Japanese history, and I actually wrote the quote, uh, to know the story of the 47 Ronin is to know the story of all of Japan. There I was you like, go. okay, and this is, I'm sure, exactly how this story was intended to be presented to audiences. <laughs> yes, no one from that time would be disappointed with how you portrayed. <laughs> yes, their their living ancestors uh, <laughs> have their journals, and they make many notes about the witches and dragons and, <laughs> and yeah. random uh, bull deer dragon things that live in the woods. Yeah, they uh, so, tell us about Kinanu, uh, he yeah. plays Kai, uh, they keep calling him half-breed, I'm not comfortable with that term, um, <laughs> but he's half-Japanese. Yeah. It, we're in Japan, he's half-Japanese, so um, if he was in America, we'd just call him half-American. Yeah, <laughs> the shots actually, when we're introduced to him run through the woods, uh, they, they use that effect that uh, it is my least favorite editing technique, it's, uh, it's like slow motion, but it's a strobe effect. So like it looks like there's frames missing, and it looks so goddamn cheap. And it looks like we're using slow motion, but we didn't film it in slow motion. So it's like a post-production fuck-up or something. <laughs> but you see it in, in movies of all budget ranges, and it, it always pisses me off. Maybe the most egregious example I can think of is the Peter Jackson King Kong. Mm. Uh, when they first get to the island and all the natives are attacking them, they do this like a, 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 a strobe effect that's oh it's maddening <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah the narration tells us that keanu uh came from like the tengu forest and was supposedly trained by the tengu uh i know what a tengu is i don't know if the idiots in the audience do but um yeah wasn't terribly enthused when i saw how they were represented visually in this film <laughs> uh, bird people <laughs> They have we'll bird get faces. That's the best we'll thing. we'll we'll get to it. Um, so I I think this is where we meet Lord Asano and his daughter Mika, who has the hots for the Hoppa Kid because there I mean, is a le- we're, this is we're, a legit we're gorgeous. Back to, <laughs> back to the Future opening, like Dad hits the kid with the car. Oh, those kids jumped in front of my car. And, <laughs> uh, the daughter is just like all up in his shit. She's like, this is yeah. So, oh, Ka- Karubin crying. <laughs> That's what his underwear says. Karubin crying. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, this Hapa kid looks kind of like a Jonas brother or something, but I, I think he legitimately is half Asian. But anyway, uh, the Lord's daughter, uh, Mika, she has the hots for him. There, there's like a budding romance, but like you said. No one in this film likes him. <laughs> so no, he the, is, a, he is living a Rodney Dangerfield experience, uh, uh, Rodney Dangerfield life. I get no respect. He gets <laughs> nobody he gets, likes him. He gets no respect. No respect. Uh, so yeah, uh, I think we jump ahead now. Kai is an adult, and yep. he is working for Lord Asano, and they're on like a hunting party of some yeah, sort. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna describe this this uh, this thing that they're they're hunting. Uh, please, real quick, please. <laughs> uh, real quick, uh, as they're getting ready to hunt, uh, Keanu looks at a white fox with two different colored eyes. Put a pin in that. Uh, he, they are, fi- they are chasing after a freak wildebeest deer wolf with a whip tail and six eyes. <laughs> Did I hit the nail on the head there for you? Did I get it? Yeah, uh, yeah. I could not have said it better. Good job. Yeah. Um, it kind of reminded me. I know you haven't watched it yet, but the ritual is on Netflix with uh, my favorite um, British character actor. I can't think of his name. Um, 
but there's the creature at the end is some kind of Norse, um, Scandinavian kind of creature, and it had the weird antlers like this thing had. Um, so I think they might have borrowed a little bit from that folklore. I don't know if this creature exists in Japanese folklore. Not to my knowledge. I See, mean, I, I think I, I think could they, be ignorant to it, but I have no fucking clue what this was. <laughs> I think they they borrowed something from uh, some some Scandinavian folklore. Yeah. So this. let me ask you, Kyle. Have you seen Princess Mononoke? Uh, Trevor, it's an anime. It's an anime. Extent, the extent of my Japanese films are what you've recommended, <laughs> and I still have Kajemusha on my on my shelf. I haven't gotten around to it. Uh, I can only do a three hour movie once every couple of months, and I gave it to Schindler's List this month. So okay, good for it's you. coming up. It's coming up. Okay, duly noted. Uh, so, so if you have to ask. Just rem- remember if you made me watch it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Princess Mononoke was a uh, Hayao Miyazaki animated film. It was a big deal even like internationally. So it actually made theaters in this country. And they got Minnie Driver to do a voice. Oh, well, uh, that's great. Yeah, she got a good voice. Uh, yeah. uh, anyway, like one of the opening scenes of that movie is very similar to the sequence. It's, oh, okay. it's a dude on horseback fighting a monster in the Japanese wilderness. Just, eh, I would not be surprised if there was some inspiration drawn from that. Uh, long story short, uh, for some reason they're hunting this thing. I don't even know what it is, but they want it. Um uh, our boys get knocked around. Everybody's wearing really gaudy, uh, bright red samurai armor, by the way. Um, Keanu just has like brown robes. <laughs> like, he, <laughs> yeah, he looks like he looks like shit. Like he, he looks like, like he's covered in fecal matter. Um, but uh, one of the samurai gets knocked off his horse and is in trouble. His name is Yasuno, and he he's exists an to be a jerk. Yeah, <laughs> he's the ass. He's the asshole. He is the. Um, give me a second. He is the Hiroyuki Hiroyuki Sanada in uh, The Last Samurai. Exactly. He's the dick. He is the dick. But he is a useful dick. (laughs) (laughs) He is a a dick with utility. (laughs) There's three types of people in this world. Dicks, pussies, and assholes. (laughs) Dicks you can use. (laughs) Um, So Keanu... uh, borrows his katana uh more like jacks it from him and uh jumps in the harm's way and takes out this beast with one stroke he just yeah, basically he splits, not even a stroke he just holds up the sword <laughs> yeah i thought he was gonna split it like a goddamn dead tauntaun but he just uh i think he brendan fraser uh scorpion kings him he just like stabs him and is like leaning like his weight is on the thing the deadfall yeah. he deadfalled him <laughs> he's legit like when he stabs the rock, oh my god, that's one of the best things I've ever seen, is when he stabs the rock, and he's leaning over, and Arnold Vosloo, you can't see me, folks, but you'll you'll see me, Trevor, he just, like, gets stabbed, <laughs> and then Vosloo just, no, he just goes, yeah, he <laughs> yeah no, frame. he's, like, doing, like, no, he runs into frame to do it, it's really great, one of um, my, f- I mean, same franchise, um, Arnold Vosloo chasing his own spirit, at the end oh, of the first yeah. one, yeah, when it's right. when it's being carried off of the chariot, he's like running after. Him. Oh, it's so funny. Arnold Vosloo is great. <laughs> he was scary in Blood Diamond. Scary bad. Yeah, he was not a nice person. He was that. not a nice person. Um, um, so yeah, Keanu that's... kills the beast. Um, yeah. He kills it basically by you know summoning the power of Grayskull, and it just runs itself in half. Um, 
and it dies in one stroke. And then uh, Lord Asano dismounts, cuts off one of the thing's horns, and says, For Akko, which is the land that he resides over, or presides over. Um, is he going to grind it up into some kind of, like, Dick, dick pills, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Making ancient dick pills. <laughs> I guess story. that's the entire reason we risked 20 people's lives is so me and Tanaka it's could get it up some, tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to have some kind of significance. They're going to grind that shit into... Well, I mean, that's why he's inviting Kakihara over, so they can <laughs> hang out together. They can party together. <laughs> he's like, hey, hey, I got the stuff. <laughs> like, let's party. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh so before we leave the woods, though, Keanu sees the fox yeah. again. Yeah. So uh, did you put that pin in that fox? Because you really should. You um, should put a pin in that fox that had two, two different colored eyes. Ooh. Uh, so uh, we get a establishing shot of what is essentially... I don't remember what Skeletor's lair was called, unfortunately. <laughs> um, um, Castle Grayskull. Castle, Castle Grayskull was the good guys. That was the oh, good guys. Okay. So, But I'm going to call it that. It, it's, okay. I'm, I'm, re- I'm trying to reference Skeletor's castle, but essentially it's an establishing shot that it's it's like the Super Friends when Lex, Luth- <laughs> when Lex Luthor's lair rises out of the swamp or Castle Grayskull. Um, and it's this... Uh, castle in the mountains that looks man if you take a bad step here you're in for a bad time like it, it's like just sheer cliffs on either side if you pizza when you're supposed to or if you french fry when you're supposed to pizza you're gonna have a bad time yeah I yeah what you're saying. it's not safe <laughs> um uh-huh. and this is a uh, lord kira's castle and so we're introduced to him and then i believe he's Lord Kira, played by Taranobu Asano. Um, he's got luxurious long hair, and all his stuff is blue. Uh, the good guys are red. <laughs> um, he's hanging out in, like, the foyer or something, and then the <laughs> foyer? <laughs> I don't know! <laughs> yeah, the Japanese foyer, yes. And then uh, this fox, the, the multi-eye-colored fox, just kind of saunters in, and it turns into Rinko Kikuchi. Yeah, and um, uh, we're yeah. led to assume she is some sort of witch. In fact, She's they call her the that. witch. Yeah, she the is witch. called the witch. So it's at this point that's firmly established that uh, Lord Kira is our big bad. Mm-hmm. Um, he's up to no good. We're not entirely sure what sort of bad news he's up to, but he's he's got ill intent. Um, if you don't know anything about this actor, he has a villain look to him. He just has that like he's up to no good. I can tell. <laughs> So we cut back to Akko, uh, Lord Asano's domain, and the hunting party is, like, returning. Uh, his daughter Mika is there, and she's, like, doing the thing where she's, like, looking over people's shoulders, like, oh, I'm looking for somebody who's maybe, you know, roughly about a head taller than everyone else in the cast. He was in uh, the uh, Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> He's a foot taller than everybody else. <laughs> Um, you think we'd be nicer to him and treat him like a god, like considering how much taller he is. And yeah, he's, he's a big like, dude. He's like six one, two thirty. Like he can, he can <laughs> do some shit, guys. But yeah, um, we get a cute moment here where Min Tanaka, uh, Lord Asano, uh, he doesn't really say anything. He's just kind of standing next to his daughter and watching her like look throughout the crowd, like obviously looking for someone in particular. And he's like, "Who are you looking for?" And he shoots her an eyebrow, and it's like, "Oh." That's a cute moment. Um, and then we get to see Hiroyuki Sanada, uh, Oishi, go home. And, of course, he is a fucking pimp. Like, he just saunters into his house like, this is mine. 
all mm. of this is mine and his wife's like taking off his coat and like he doesn't even pay her any mind and his son is like in the yard beating ass with a bullpen like training with swords and stuff and she mentions that oh your son is really desperate to get your approval hint hint <laughs> well i want him to be successful so he's never gonna get it, uh, <laughs> trying to get it. well i mean like actually uh, that is literally how it plays out he just kind of sits down he's like that's nice wife <laughs> are you gonna to- go talk to your son no <laughs> it's like i'm just gonna let him keep you know nah, working he's, he's he's working right now yeah <laughs> and the son's name is chikara uh and it's really funny actually because uh his fate at the end of this film is complete bullshit um because like if you can actually like pull up the list of all the names of the 47 ronin who you know committed seppuku and everything mm-hmm. and his his name is on that list <laughs> so oh. he he did not survive did you see 300 trevor <laughs> did you see it I, okay <laughs> I, I may have <laughs> um so keanu and mika um are reunited uh keanu apparently is not a- allowed to live like in the palace grounds uh he has to live in a straw hut in the rainy woods <laughs> yeah and this looks miserable but mika like goes out to visit him and she's got like fanciful robes on and shit like really luxurious stuff it's like you, you sure you want to go out walking in the rain and all that and she walks in on him in his straw hut <laughs> he looks so miserable like yeah. I think he was actually, like, legitimately cold and uncomfortable here. He just did not look like a happy man. Um, and also we get, like, weird... Keanu has a weird body. I mean, he has weird... I call it baby body, where it's like there's no tone. Like, you can tell he's athletic. Like, like he in the John Wick... Athletic. No, like, in the John Wick films and stuff, you can tell he's, like, flexible and agile, but not, like, like bulgingly muscular or anything. Like, well, he moves... He can. He's bendy. <laughs> he's, he's gumby. Not that, he's not that tasty peach Keanu Reeves he was in Point Break, where he's just like, oh yeah, that's that's some good looking Keanu. Yeah, but like even in the first John Wick movie, there's that shower scene he has early on. Oh, where it's, oh yeah, I kind of remember. It's, that. He's just like perfect. He's really pale and smooth. <laughs> it's just, uh, oh, I lost it. God damn it. I lost my train of thought. There was another movie where I was, I was going to ask about because I hadn't seen it. Uh, I mean, does he, he's got his shirt popped off in the Matrix movie. Yeah, and he has the weird baby body there, too. But Oh, he, wasn't he fat in The Watcher? Like, he had, like, a like a little bit of a waddle. Yeah, the- there's that... I can't... Fuck, I can't remember the name of the movie, but apparently there's one, like, weird indie movie he did where he was overweight at the time, and it apparently aided with the character. So no, I've never I've never opinion. legitimately seen like fat fat Keanu, uh, but I, I I'm kind of curious what it looks like. I'm sure it's awful because <laughs> like skinny Keanu's not great. He's a face man, not a body man. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they have a reunion in the woods, uh, but uh, they have they also have this Romeo and Juliet type situation going on where they're they're not from the same world. It's or it's a uh, more like uh, Leo and uh, what's her face Kate from Titanic? Kate Winslet, yeah. Dude, I have to watch Titanic again. I don't know what it is. I've been hankering to watch it today while I was in the gym. Guess what music video was on? Exactly, it was Celine Dion's "My Heart Will Go On," just playing on a TV, not not the music that was playing in the in the gym. Well, but I mean, I've you come meaning- you come for Leo, you stay for Billy. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm staying for Billy. 
I mean, Dave, I David Warner's pretty great too. And Kathy Bates why. too. I don't know why I want to rewatch it. I think I'm just in the mood for a costume. Like, cause maybe I think it's just the outfits. I want to see the outfits again. There's something it's a, about it's a great movie. The like, suits. There's something about the suits from that time. I'm like, God damn it, those guys, they look great. I just I, I love the suits from that time. You could take every shot that Billy Zane is in in that movie and just frame it around his eyebrows, and I'd be satisfied. Like I yeah. wouldn't need I wouldn't need any more visual information. Like just watching his eyebrows bounce up and down would be enough entertainment so for me. You're saying like you take the same movie and you keep it exactly as it is, but re-edit it so that every time Billy Zane's on screen, you don't even see him talking. You can hear him talking, but it's just his eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they put him in the Phantom and they put the mask over his eyebrows. How dare I was, you? I was like, what the fuck kind of costume design is that? <laughs> like, oh, gosh. We have to I might, this. We I might have to make you watch that because Treat Williams is the villain in that and he's having fun. Dude, you say no more. I'm watching. That's, that's, that's all I needed. Treat Williams is the villain. All you yeah. need to say was Treat Williams is in it. <laughs> Yeah, um, we'll we'll have to get to it, but yeah. Um, yeah uh, we, long story we, we short, we talk they, for two hours about anything but this movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, notice how there's a lot of uh, detours happening here. There's a lot. So yeah, you have you have your place. I have mine. That's the that's the thesis of this relationship is that Keanu is of a different class than Mika, so they can't be together. Uh, and then the procession arrives. Uh, this would be um, Shogun. Uh, yeah, this this would Kakihara. be Tokugawa. Uh, Tsunayoshi Tokugawa. Uh, that would be Kerry Hiroki Tagawa, uh, Mr. Shang Tsung himself. He shows up. He is in gold. All his shit be gold. He's gold uh, as fuck. Yeah. Everything he's got is gold. And he's got a cool dog. I don't know what breed it is. It might be like a Tosa or an Akita or something. It's a oh, I hate pin. Nikita. I hate Nikita. Might be a Tosa. I don't know. But right. anyway, all his shit is gold. And like I said, he is here to preside over a, a tournament, which I was like, is he going to say finish him? Is he going to say flawless victory? He he says hurry the fuck. He does tell this guy, like, hurry up. Uh, <laughs> that's his but, vo- I'm, I'm not trying to be racist. Like, that's legit what his voice is in this. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's... It needs to be said. Um, he is Japanese-American. Yeah. Like, he, speak, he speaks... Japanese to some extent, but as far as I know, his mother tongue is English, and so this is a performance. Uh, he's speaking with a pseudo Japanese accent, whereas a lot of the other actors are actually speaking with legitimate Japanese accents. I'm not doing an impression of a, a Japanese stereotype. I'm doing an impression of a Japanese American doing a Japanese stereotype. <laughs> yeah, no, no, like no joke. He is. He's actually doing it. And there's a couple of other Japanese American actors in this movie who are doing the same thing. Would that it's, make me Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder? Yes. <laughs> uh, Tropic Thunder is going to come up a little bit later, uh, sir. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had a real simple Jack moment near the end where I couldn't I couldn't keep oh. it together. Oh, no. Um, so, yeah. yeah so, uh, Shogun, is he's there. Uh, we've got uh, Kakihara. He's there with his crew. And I guess there's going to be some kind of tournament where the two lords are bringing their best fighters. Um and he's. This is where I, I had a good laugh, and I like. Uh, I really liked Kakihara here. He he's talking with him. He's like, "You're concubine." He's walking with um, Lord Asano. Asano, Asano, and uh, he's like, "Your concubine is very beautiful." Like he's, I guess, paying her a compliment. He's like, "That's not a concubine. 
that's my daughter and they keep walking and he shoots her a look like oops <laughs> sorry <laughs> it's really funny <laughs> yeah no i got a laugh out of that too um so yeah uh lord asano is supposed to be hosting this this the venue for the tournament and uh during like all the festivities and stuff there's a kabuki troupe who are doing performance like the opening act for the tournament essentially and during all the festivities Keanu notices uh the witch there's a lady in the crowd she got two different colored eyes she's suspicious did you mark that pen did you um he does the math and he tries to warn Hiroiki Sanada he says oishi uh there's a like different colored eye person in the crowd i think it's a witch and he's like uh supposedly only demons can see witches i don't know that demons exist although you know giant bull dragon deers do so (laughs) i don't know why i'd be questioning the existence of demons but basically he says ah you're full of shit you don't know nothing um and then what happens here is that uh yasuno the jerk from the woods uh, he was supposed to be the representative in the tournament. And uh, when somebody goes to fetch him, though, uh, in this case Keanu, uh, he discovers that he's, like, foaming at the mouth and has his eyes rolled back in his head and is basically useless. Uh, and this <laughs> this is where uh, a Shang Tsung gives the hurry up! Because <laughs> he's getting impatient. He wants to see blood now! So, uh, in an act of desperation and, I guess, trying to honor his his lord uh keanu puts on yasuno's armor like his his red armor and he steps out to the tournament venue to stand in for him i guess uh by the way his opponent is the fucking silver samurai uh, uh, his <laughs> super opponent, shredder this is the mountain versus the viper one of the most one of my most favorite episodes of game of thrones this is literally what it was it was this giant dude versus this fit shorter guy but but this costume it's like the face of it isn't is very obviously an immortal from 300 and then the size of it and like the color of it are silver samurai either that or super shredder so this whole time i was just like what what the fuck am i looking at i think this guy is actually an immortal because of his death the way he the way this thing dies later i'm like i think he was a ghost thing or something i think he was a golem or something (laughs) It was really uh, weird. It was really weird. I, I don't know what the idea they were going for here was, but uh, long story short, um, Keanu steps to this gigantic silver samurai. Uh, they have a little sword fight at the tournament venue. Uh, it, you, it sucks, because you can tell that this was more than likely decently well choreographed, um, but it's really badly edited. Like, it's very jarringly put together, and it just doesn't look very good. And Keanu ends up getting his helmet knocked off, and uh, Shang Tsung immediately calls a halt to everything, because even at distance, apparently, he can, like, spot a half-breed anywhere. (laughs) I think he was a bit further away. I think that he wouldn't have realized. I think somebody else would have had to been like, Uh, Shogun! Shogun, that dude's kind of (laughs) white! That guy's kind of (laughs) white! Um, but yeah, uh, he he orders that the contest be halted, uh, and then he tries to have Keanu executed immediately. Um, like he is immediately, not fucking around. he doesn't even think about it. Um, but then Lord Asano steps in. Uh, he doesn't even think about it. It's imme- nope, kill him. <laughs> Helmet comes off. He's like, kill that man. Kill him. <laughs> uh, 
Zogordasano, though, uh, pleads that he not kill him, so instead, Shang Tsung just has him beaten by all of his compatriots. Uh, and it's important to note that one of them, the, the fat guy, uh, ends up apologizing to him on the sly, uh, but still beats him. Um, and the music swells, and it's supposed to be this big dramatic moment where it's like, I cannot be bothered to care. No, I mean, it's Keanu getting beaten. It's well, not that big a deal, guys. It, it, I mean, put it this way. It's not Denzel getting whipped in glory. Uh, <laughs> that was infinitely better, but it was intended to have, I guess, the same effect. Um, Is that the movie where they're doing the Lord, Lord, Lord? Mm-hmm. That would be it. That, that I uh, sometimes it gets stuck in my head, and I know I'm absolutely not supposed to be singing it. But it'll get stuck in my head, and I'll start to kind of hum it a little bit. Like I, I have to stop. I have to stop doing it because it's it's not appropriate for me to. I mean, it it is, it's both haunting and beautiful, and it does get stuck in your head, especially the part. <laughs> yeah, it, it like, got stuck in my head a couple of days ago, and I started to do it out loud. I'm like, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. Let's, let's do not that. do that. Not okay. Uh, so next scene, I think, is uh, uh, Lord Kira and the witch. Uh, I thought they were gonna get get down to some fucking, but no. As it so Sorry, happens, she just wants his blood so she can make a hate spider. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll run us through this. Uh, I'll, I'll make this short and sweet. Um, sure. Um, Kakihara is um, evil. He's got a witch. The witch uses his blood to make a spider. She. Um, kimono octopuses her way over a, a wall uh, puts the poison spider it poops on this dude's mouth spider comes back she kimono octopuses off the wall and this uh, lord who's hosting them lord Asano I said that uh, he <laughs> uh, he begins to have a vision what's his vision uh, he hears his daughter Mika like calling for his help, uh, and then he runs into the next bedroom, brandishing a katana, and he takes a swipe uh, because he thinks that like his daughter's being assaulted or something. And it turns out no, Lord Kira was just sleeping, and he took a swing at him <laughs> and cut him across the back. Big no no, huge no no. Yeah, especially when you know the Lord of all the lands is like in the room next door. <laughs> it's Shang fucking Sung. He doesn't put up with your bullshit. Um, so yeah. Uh, by the way, um, in the old days, uh, you could do this a lot easier with just like a wire and some poison. Um, you remember the opening of Gross Point Blank? Oh no, That's- I don't. I love that movie, but no. Well, anyway, uh, there's a much cleaner way that even John Cusack couldn't pull it off. So, it, no. I, oh, yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know what you're talking about. Um, it needs to be said the the kimono octopusing, as you call it, actually does look pretty cool. It does. It, I, it's a maybe, pretty decent effect. I think that's what made me pay attention to this movie was instances where she was on screen and a couple of the battle scene was kind of fun. Um I think this movie kind of borrowed a few things from another, a few other movies. Um, we'll get to the Pirates of the Caribbean part. I know you haven't yeah. seen a minute of those movies, but oh no, I've seen the first four, just the fifth oh, one. What I haven't. Are you not? What if, there's some franchise. Oh, Harry Potter. I'm sorry. Yeah, Harry I Potter, haven't seen any haven't seen of those. 
Um, so Lord Asano taking a swing at Lord Kira results in him being demanded to commit seppuku. Uh, yeah. And they explain it to us what that means. It's ritual suicide. Um, so he asks, uh, Lord Asano asks uh, Oishi, uh, Hiroiki Sanada, to be his second, which is the person who watches over you when you're doing it and checks to see if you're doing it wrong. Because if you do it wrong, they got to take your head. And he does... It's funny, because I think he was doing it right, and he was, like, shooting Oishi a look, and then he took it to mean I'm in pain, so he took his head anyway. <laughs> so it's like, oh, man, he was doing just fine, and then he just took a swing anyway. But I guess it's better to be safe than sorry. Um, yeah, so uh, Lord Asano, the one person in the entire world except for Mika, who actually likes Keanu, is now dead. Okay. Uh, in the it's framed in the movie as like an entirely bullshit thing so he was he killed himself for no reason um so all all of his retainers all the the titular 47 ronin who are not yet ronin <laughs> they want to rebel they're like talking amongst themselves like yeah oh, we gotta do something we gotta kill that we gotta kill kakihara i don't know how we're gonna do it but <laughs> we gotta try um and I got you. At, um, here, yeah, please, next. please pick it up. <laughs> so here we go. Um, Shang Tsung tells them basically, all right, here's the deal. Um, his honor's restored. Uh, however, his house is now going to be um, Lord um, Kakihara's. It's going to be Kakihara's um, <laughs> because he's going to marry uh, the daughter, uh, Mika. Yeah. And he's going to marry you in a year. You get a year to mourn. And then you're gonna stay in his. You're gonna stay in his quarters. You're gonna stay with him, Kakihara, until that year is up. And uh, and he tells um, the Ronin, he's like, um, "You guys can't take vengeance on him. I know you. There's no. I haven't given you any reason to, um, but you just can't. You can't do it. It's kind of weird. He almost plants the seed in their head because there was no real reason. Like, well, he got his honor back. This is kind of what happens. And he's like, don't." Don't you try Don't to you take do vengeance. Don't <laughs> <laughs> do not sad. retaliate. Um, um, so what comes of this is the 47 samurai are now the 47 ronin. Uh, Keanu is just taken away somewhere. Gone. Yeah. And then Oishi, uh, again, Mortal Kombat reference, uh, Lord Kira like whispers to one of his retainers, throw him in the pit. I was like, oh, the pit. <laughs> like, where's the spikes, though? <laughs> put him in this disgusting pit uh, for a year. It's the pit that uh, yeah, we, Michael Jai White is in in um, Undisputed uh, 2. <laughs> for uh, yeah. a year. One year. One and then they year. Just, they just, like, randomly pull him out, though. Like, after one year, they just pull him out and actually drop him at home. Like, they... All of his lands were seized, I'm guessing, so his his wife and his son now live as peasants. Um, but they, like, they they don't call him a cab, but they, like, actually drop him at home with his wife and his son, and he immediately gets the business. Yeah, like, he like, did... Need... He, Go ahead. He, he did some, like, Count of Monte Cristo shit where he was scheming. Okay, uh, yeah, I'm sure he's been given, like, almost little to no food for that whole year. He's been drinking rainwater, eating mud, probably, too. Um, he's not going to be there mentally, I would think. Like he would be kind of out of it, but immediately he's like, "I need three horses, and I got to go find that Daywalker." Um, sorry, different franchise. I have to go find <laughs> Keanu Reeves. <laughs> and yeah, we go to the Dutch island, um, and this scene, I feel it's, like it's Pirates of the Caribbean. It's Pirates it, it, of the Caribbean. It, 
the tone even the tone changes here like what's really strange is i think this was meant to be bigger because we're here for like three minutes three three minutes of screen time yeah. and what's more if you've ever seen any promotion for this movie be it a poster or a trailer or what have you there's a certain person that's very prominent in all of the promotion for this movie he's a fella that's covered in tattoos he's got mm-hmm. a skeleton face guy's name is i think rick ganest he's like a model not an actor but he's he's known for his tattoos and he was all over the promotion for this movie i'm looking at the poster right now he's the, <laughs> he's he's the, he's the second largest figure on this poster let me look and up. he is he has one line and he is in like three shots of this movie um so i'm guessing all of his shit is on the cutting oh room floor God. somewhere yeah you're absolutely right. I'm. I know because I remember the fucking trailers. He was all over them. There's a, um, he's got a gun. This is supposed to take place in the 18th century, by the yeah, way. Yeah, they, they had flintlocks and stuff. But yeah, so this character, who is the second most prominent figure on the poster, is in like three shots of the movie and does nothing. He's well, he's just there. There's a few. Yeah. Jesus, I don't, I don't know what that was all about. I guarantee you, you pull up a trailer for this movie, you will see him in multiple shots of it. I gotcha. Um, so anyway, this this uh, Pirates of the Caribbean scene is essentially, well, <laughs> it's like uh, Rambo 3. Um, <laughs> if you remember the opening of Rambo 3, where uh, John Rambo, Rambo... 1, and I've seen no Rockies. So there you go. Oh. Well, basically, it's just Sylvester Stallone in a fight club. He's the um, first... He, I'm sorry, he's the first person you see... In forty-seven, Ronin. Wow. They. This is the opening shot. Is this? Is this fight scene? Yeah. They can. Pl- the editing in this trailer. <laughs> they completely trick you into watching this movie. Oh yeah. No, I remember the promotion for this. I thought it looked like crap back then, but uh, <laughs> I was proven to be correct. Uh, so yeah, uh, Keanu is fighting a big unnecessary CGI ogre man. Yeah. Why was this person CGI? No reason. Like. like it brought to mind um, Mr. Hyde from Van Helsing. Mm. Uh, I, dude, I tried watching that movie. Holy shit! It's I not it get is past... it is hokey. It's very I, hokey. <laughs> I could not get past the first ten minutes. Like I'm like I can't. I can't do. I can't do this. I cannot sit through this movie. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know why this person was rendered in CGI. I mean, maybe all you need to. He gets. He, gets depacketated so yeah he's depacketated uh oishi runs up on keanu and they do this thing where it's unclear whether or not keanu recognizes him or not so they have a little sword fight Uh, it's decently well choreographed um that was pretty decent but what happens here is uh they trick the audience into thinking that they're fighting legit and then they like slip each other the high sign end up stabbing some people and just like running out of the venue and then this escape sequence is like 20 seconds and then explosion and then we're gone. I think never Avengers, to, never to go back. <laughs> I think Avengers Endgame took a few notes here. All right, we're going to take care of this almost immediately. Uh, they they just escape. I, I, I when you come up on this like it's cool like the the first shots of this place it looks like Shipwreck Cove from Pirates of the Caribbean. It's just a bunch of ships just mashed in. Yeah, the the lighting and the the tone here did feel like there was meant to be more going on. Hmm. Um, But we're we're in and out real quick. And then Keanu and Hiroyuki, they're walking together, and it's so hazy as to why he needs Keanu. The only reason Uh, why he did it, 
That's what I was gonna say. I'm like, there's almost no reason he's just like, uh, yeah, she was a witch, so he was right. I'm like, okay, even if let's take let's just say for instance that this story did have um, a half Japanese guy uh, who was right about something. There's no fucking way he's gonna spend all that time. I want the I want to see the journey of him getting to the Dutch the Dutch port. Like, how long did it take him to get there? <laughs> uh, they just show a few like nice helicopter shots of him on on the coast, based on on the on the cove. It looks yeah. Like. They do the Lord of the Rings traveling shot. Yeah, and he's just like, yeah, it's because you knew, like, the Lord liked you, and you knew that it was a witch, and maybe yeah. you have some, maybe some you do have powers. demon powers or something. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, it's kind of unclear. Also, Keanu's demeanor changes radically from this moment on, where he yeah. becomes kind of a dick. Where he comes, he's hardened. I guess is what we're trying to do here. Also, his fighting ability uh, in the Fight Club sequence is like heightened. Where it's like, yeah. whoa! I guess, I guess he got good all of a sudden. <laughs> anyway, we cut back to Castle Grayskull for a minute, uh, just for a a scene that reminded me of Gladiator. Or you remember when uh, Commodus is training in the wilderness? Yeah. Yeah. We see him from a distance. It's basically that scene. It's just to tip off the audience that, yeah. Uh, whenever Tadanobu Asano is asked to fight somebody, we He's know that dick. he can hand he can handle himself to some degree. He's not a complete loser, um, and he learns that Keanu and Oishi are on the loose. Uh, and then all the forty-seven Ronin are just they just meet up in the woods. He, he told just... his son, to tell, <laughs> he said, "Tell the Ronin to meet me at the Black Lake or whatever," and that's where they're all at. Uh, the fat guy's taking a bath in there. Yeah. This was really funny. They're like, oh, it's fucking Oishi. And they all, like, run over and get their feet in the water. You and I have talked about this on the edge, like, where Anthony Hopkins just has kind of got his feet in the water. I'm like, no, 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 no. You keep your feet dry. These yeah. dipshit, I, I don't like it in movies when they're like, yeah, yeah just run is, in the water a little bit. This is the Warring States period. We did not have dry cleaning. But, yeah, they all get together, and we very quickly very quickly um form a plan to gather intel on uh where kira is going to be and when and we need weapons it's decided that we need fucking weapons um so the initial plan is to go to uetsu which is some sort of town where apparently they make the best swords ever Mm -hmm. Uh, so oishi uh volunteers i think himself his son and keanu to go do that uh, meanwhile, he has a, another guy run off to infiltrate Kira's camp to like figure out where he's going to be when. Um, that guy gets fucked immediately. <laughs> he go he goes to a he goes to like a brothel and yeah. he's like he's pretending he's kind of boozy and like asking questions about like oh like where's Lord Kira going to be tonight? And uh, it's funny uh, because the man who he asks about that is a uh, Clyde Kusatsu. Uh, who is a Japanese-American actor, also doing the fake Japanese thing. Uh, he is a very prolific actor. You've definitely seen him in a bunch Men of stuff. Men in Black he's, 3, I believe, is what I've seen him in most recently. He's he's a very stout guy, usually has a shaved head. But it was just really fun seeing him. I was like, oh, hey, he's working. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I think... When we're still in the camp, Yasuno says he's, he's a dick still to Keanu. I... Uh, he points out, like, oh, he's not a samurai. He can't help us. And uh, 
Hiroyuki Sanada. Yeah, he, he's like, none of us are samurai anymore, you dumbass. That wasn't a good enough. That wasn't good enough for me. If I was that crowd, I'm like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? <laughs> okay, but, I'm sorry. He wasn't a samurai. Is that better? <laughs> we're going to play the grammar game here, bitch. Yeah, he wasn't a samurai. Uh, so we get a scene here at Uetsu that's it's just a patrol runs up on them. Lord Kira apparently conquered that town and seized all the weapons and stuff, so it's useless. It's a dead end. Just a brief fight where Keanu cleans up, gets to show that he's a super badass now, uh, which leads to us deciding we need to go to the Tengu Forest uh, because uh, Keanu basically confirms everything that was speculated at the beginning of the movie. It's like, yes, I did come from the Tengu Forest. Yes, I was trained by them. (laughs) <laughs> it's like yes i have interacted with demons before um and i think this is where we get to the the bamboo forest yeah i have bamboo place written down yeah. um it's not chinese bamboo though so it's, no it's not very strong it, it, it's um, debatable whether it's strong or not <laughs> i'm not sure if it's strong enough uh to hold chris tucker and jackie chan um <laughs> So yeah, we get to the bamboo forest. There's a ghost girl um, just kind of rolling through, and these guys aren't. They're fine. It's not a big deal. It's just a ghost thing. And Keanu's like, "All right, we're gonna go in here. Uh, you guys stay. I'm gonna take him." And they're like, "No, nah, man, we gotta follow." And like, they're like, "No, we'll just just kick back, kick rocks for a minute." <laughs> so they go in, and this was kind of cool. This looked like a nice little set that they built here. Yeah, uh, it was legitimately cool looking. It's like yeah, a hollowed they, out tree. It looks cool. It, it, and it's there's, not like, bad. fungus growing everywhere. It's really interesting. Yeah, you get to this room, and there's, a, like, uh, Tibetan monks doing the throat singing. The, yeah. But they're all on the ground. Um, yeah, they're all prostrated on the ground. They're all wearing yellow robes. Some kind of meditation, it looks like. Um, I'm not entirely sure. Um, but it looks, I think, I, I was kind of taking uh, just a few little notes here. Um, he just leaves... uh, Oishi to stay in there with the monks and then does Keanu go talk to the the bird man by himself? Yeah, uh, what happens here is Oishi is instructed to keep his sword sheathed. Like, do not draw your weapon no matter what happens. Like, no matter what happens. Um, And Keanu says, just stay here. It's got to be just you in here and me in there. Uh, So Keanu walks into a separate room that has a katana with a really funky looking hilt um and it's just standing up straight with the blade pointed into the ground there's a pillar of light on it um and then yeah uh, the bird man shows up and he's a monk he's wearing the yellow robe i don't know who plays him i tried to oh, look it up his voice uh i i looked it up go ahead i'll, I'll tell you uh, and it's funny you describe him as a bird man but it's like it's something else like it's the- togo igawa Oh he, shit! The, yeah, he's a he's an English uh, Japanese actor. He's done a lot of stuff, a lot of voice acting. Yeah, voice that, acting. that's that's all I know him for oh. actually. He's in um, one of my favorite episodes of Archer. Uh, he's Kintaru Sato. He is a guy who's on uh, an island who's a Japanese. He was a Japanese soldier and he'd been there since World War Two, thinking that the Americans and the Japanese were still at war. <laughs> so he's <laughs> <in> Archer. <laughs> oh shit! No, I, I I'm actually familiar with him surprised but um yeah uh the the appearance of these monks it's like they haven't they have a human nose but they have nostrils like between their eyes and their nose so they have like four nostrils and 
big like owl eyes. Pretty but fucking confusing if you ask they're, me. But. <laughs> like no joke. I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at. Yeah. Um, and but this can I tell? This is so stupid. Okay, so this was confusing. So it it appears as though his men come in and start attacking these monks, and there's this voice saying, "Unsheath your sword. You need to pull out your sword and help them." And this was all like a hallucination, I believe. Okay. It was. Okay, so while that's going on, Keanu and the Birdman are talking, and it's a lot of just, you left, I left, but I've come back. You left and come back. Do you want the sword? I want the sword. Why do you need the sword? Because these guys are good, but they're bad. No, these guys are good. And he's like, well, you can take the sword if you're quicker than me. And I'm like, okay, so we're going to get some martial arts here. I don't remember this scene, but bring it some martial arts. What happens? Uh, not really. Um, so the monks, uh, they start doing the like the the horror movie thing where everything's standing still but the head is like vibrating insanely mm-hmm. fast you see it in horror movies every once in a while it's creepy looking or like so they snails music videos yeah. yeah yeah actually very much so um they uh house on haunted hill the 90s one yeah um, <laughs> uh, so they they all start spazzing out and they they do the uh kimono octopusing thing yeah um and they're too fast uh oishi's men come in and the whole time he's like holding on to his katana and he's like planning to pull it out and that that voiceover keeps going uh, all his guys get killed including his son but he does not draw his sword um and then it turns out it was all hallucination so i guess it was a test of some sort mm-hmm. meanwhile keanu's test is just a Kick kimono octopus <laughs> like he just he just Kimono octopuses his way to the sword slightly faster than the Tengu guy. And by the way, Kyle, do me a favor and look up Tengu. Like, like Google it, because okay. um, I have never seen Tengu depicted in in the fashion that we got in this movie. Oh wow! Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So yeah, it's revealed to us that Keanu has monk power, so he can kimono octopus when he feels like it. Um. So they get all the weapons, though. Uh, they get enough weapons for basically our lead cast members, not all of the 47 Ronin, but just, like, the ones that have names <laughs> and personalities. Well, so it's it's weird. Uh, Keanu, as the um, the half-Japanese gentleman, kind of kind of takes the lead here. Like He does. Maybe, maybe they were just like, okay, listen, you... You're taking this this Japanese this really really important part of Japanese culture, and you're making a movie about it. And you're putting this guy, this white guy, in as he's he in the marketing. He's the main person. They're marketing it as a Keanu Reeves movie. Now he's taking over, leading them more or less. Were they just like, no, like, all right, now we're gonna do the uh, um, the Tengu, and they're like, no, no, <laughs> you are not gonna do a depiction of the tengu make it something else i don't care what it is anything but the actual tengu make it some yellow-faced bird guys or something like that i don't care just not just leave us something you can take a lot of things from us but not that (laughs) don't take that from us (laughs) Um, i think maybe it was just there was no because i've seen the illustrations i'm like there's like it's just a devil with a long nose we can't really 
Wait, I don't know a way that we can do this without it making it look goofy. So, like, just make them yellow. Well, it, they have a lot of very basic characteristics that are common across almost all depictions of them. They hold a leaf. They have dominion over the winds to some extent. They usually wear tall sandals. They have red <laughs> faces and long noses. They have beards. Tall sandals. They do have tall sandals. Bird feet. Well, they're called geta. Rain sandals. They're elevated so you don't get your feet wet. Well, they have um, bird faces in a few of these. But not like that. Uh, not like that horse shit. No, they look like a king from uh, from uh, Tekken. They have like, <laughs> a normal body than a bird head. Sometimes, yes. But usually they're, they're attire and the tools that they hold. And oftentimes they have wings, too. Yeah, I really, I really enjoy this one. What the fuck am I looking at? <laughs> Tengu Guild Wars Two. That uh, looks heavily westernized. Probably. Um. um yeah. Anyway, uh, so keep on trucking. Like I said, the guy at the brothel, he got fucked because he ran across the witch, mm-hmm. and she, it can be assumed, she gave him faulty intel, and she certainly did because. Uh, <laughs> can be assumed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, um, they they actually head out to like assault Kira because uh, they discover that he has an encampment somewhere, and this scene was actually like very brief but pretty cool looking cause, yeah he's gonna go pray to his uh, ancestor shrine yeah uh, they roll they roll up on what they assume is Kira and it turns out to be the witch and she just like very like casually looks over her shoulder and it's like an oh shit moment and then she puts As- her hand out and. Fire! <laughs> I, mean, I had I was writing down it's a trap, and then somebody says in the movie, "It's a trap." It's a, it's a trap. <laughs> but yeah, uh, she holds out her hand. Uh, the fella that she had given the faulty intel, he goes up in flames, and the entire camp bursts into flames. And it's actually pretty striking from a visual standpoint because these flames are tall, mm-hmm. and it's very chaotic. A lot of people get shot with arrows. Um, the fat guy gets shot with, like, all the arrows. And this one fella, um, I was calling him Pimp Stash, because he's got, like, the 1800s-style mustache. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hazama. Uh, he was holding uh, Oishi's katana for him. Um, so amid all the chaos, he gets separated, and Silver Samurai shows up and kills him, and then flames go up, and then we, like, edit away. Like, just scene ends, basically. <laughs> And then uh, it's we get an exchange between the witch and Kira, and it's assumed that because they found the sword, um, Oishi was one of the people killed during all the chaos. So that's important to note, I guess. Um, then we get the scene where Fatty expires. Um, it's kind of cute because he, he confesses that he used to throw rocks at Keanu when they were kids. <laughs> I was like, what an asshole. Um, but then it makes a little bit more sense as to why he would be the one to apologize to Keanu when he's told to beat him, because he has a guilty conscience. Um, and then we meet Getty Watanabe! <laughs> um, do you know who that is? Yeah, the performer, the, the leader of the performers. Yeah! Like, he, I was like, holy shit! It's, what is it, Cooney? <laughs> is that his name? Um, I mean, he, he was fun in uh, Gremlins 2 as the Japanese tourist with the camera that saves the day. And then was was it a 
16 Candles? Was that the one with Long Duck Dong? Oh, that's... Oh, yeah. That's Long Duck Dong. That's yeah. Long Duck Dong. Gere Watanabe. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, our heroes are all despondent, and they're not sure what to do, but as fate would have it, the same Kabuki troupe uh, from earlier in the movie that was at the tournament, they're walking by, so they intercept them, and it's Gere Watanabe, who is the leader of the Kabuki troupe. He's doing a phony-ass Japanese accent. Um, and it's basically assumed that uh, we're going to masquerade as the Kabuki troop to sneak into Kira's, uh, into Castle Grayskull, essentially. Uh, another important development is that Yasuno finally acknowledges Keanu and apologizes for taking credit for killing the monster. And he gives Keanu a wakizashi that belonged to the fat guy. He's like, Samurai have two swords. Oh, I'm a samurai now. I'm a samurai now, just like Tom Cruise. <laughs> I guess he wasn't the last samurai. Oh, beautiful. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, we get the contract signing. Where basically, every, it's again, the music swells. We're supposed to feel something here. Uh, basically, we get to see everybody in the group uh, sign a piece of paper in kanji and then put like a blood print blood on a piece thumb, of paper yeah. blood thumb they blood thumb the paper thumb to, to validate it um i don't know what character keanu writes for his name it might be some form of kai but uh he he writes a single character in kanji i'm not sure what it is calligraphy is hard uh and then uh hiroyuki sanada says now we are the title of the movie <laughs> <laughs> He says yeah. the forty. He says we are forty-seven. But yeah, so their uh, their plan is to kind of Trojan horse their way in there. They're gonna they're gonna walk right through the front gate without anybody even realizing it. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. They uh, they get in there. They're so yeah. They're getting everything set up for the. Uh, I guess the wedding is gonna be happening soon, and the Kabuki Theater is the entertainment for the night before. I don't know how Japanese weddings go. I don't either. I've n- never had the experience of being one. But I've been to a, a Japanese wedding in the 18th century. Never, never been. <laughs> no, okay. sorry. Um, yeah. So basically, it's um, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. There's a wedding thing that's about to happen, and they're scaling the wall, which was kind of cool. I was like, oh shit, they're they're kind of scaling the wall. They got their little cloaks on, and they very quietly like kill all these guards without anybody noticing and it's like super quiet yeah slitting throats really quiet bow and arrow um uh did we mention that the kid the boy dies he he gets flamed as fuck which boy the boy the uh fuck the son doesn't the son die no no he hasn't died yet no i thought i thought he died at the field sorry no I, i don't think so chikara uh Hiroyuki Sanada's son? Yeah. No, he he survives the entire film. Well, who the fuck died? Who, who uh, burned alive? The guy that went to the brothel. That I was thinking yeah. that was him for some reason. No, Sorry. No, it was not. Um, it needs to be said the uh, the Kabuki performance is kind of cute. Like not the actual performance, but like the way that they dress the stage and the way they have like this reflective fans with black powder charges to like do pyrotechnics and stuff it's kind of cool uh it's very stagey as it should be and yeah the guys are scaling the cliffs i really like the beat where um 
they sneak up behind some guys who are like on an like uh they have like some sort of overwatch position and they very quickly take out these guards and then put their helmets on and stand in their (laughs) place and stand in their place and it happens so quickly that it's like oh nobody noticed um but every uh Everything goes to shit, though, because uh, Oishi is, like, the lead performer on the stage, like, front and center, while Kira and Mika are sitting watching the performance. And he has a a real sword out, and he's about to take a swing at Kira. Um, However, his son fails to take out an archer in time, and the one archer shoots at Oishi, clips him in the shoulder. Everything goes to shit, and all, all hell breaks loose. Yeah. And it turns into a fight fight instead of a covert fight. Um, I don't know. This, this uh, there's some decent moments in here, like from just a pure action standpoint, just mm. choreography and like violence and stuff. It's not a very violent film, unfortunately. No, that's that's one thing that's missing from uh, samurai movies is uh, the arterial spray. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm a big fan of that. Um, Kill Bill did it right. Um, mm, just. <laughs> just yeah. pressure pressurized arterial spray that's how it's done um if you've ever seen the lone wolf and cub movies you'll know what i'm talking about like it's awesome unfortunately i don't think there's a single drop of blood in this whole movie um but yeah everybody's fighting and it beco- it becomes readily apparent that none of the good guys are gonna die like because if you know the story ahead of time you know that they have to live so they can die <laughs> yeah so there's really no tension here <laughs> and then the silver samurai buys it in the least satisfying way possible it's exploded he gets exploded on accident yeah <laughs> and he, it was like a ghost thing it was weird or like yeah maybe... he's hollow like his there's nothing in his armor he just it just just blows apart and it's like oh he was just he was just a spell i think <laughs> maybe i don't know it, but yeah he's like stomping towards our heroes and they're all like backing up they're like i don't know how we're gonna beat this and then we just get a stray shot of someone rolling an explosive into like a black powder storage house and then it just blows up and it just so happens he was standing next to it yeah it wasn't purposeful it just happened just like happened. what the fuck was the point of him like almost killing keanu and then killing one of the, like one of the five people in this movie that has a name <laughs> like like you don't that plantings and payoffs that's not a payoff um so keanu and oishi they they have a cool moment where they're like back to back and they storm the compound they get some good kills in there uh keanu goes off and he encounters mika and the witch uh, <laughs> meanwhile uh, oishi is fighting kira and so we get the situation where there's two our two main characters are fighting the two main bad guys. Um, Keanu uh, is about to fight the witch, and she's like, yeah, you should be afraid of me. And he's like, I'm not. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm not afraid. He says, I'm not afraid of you. He's like, you should be. And then she turns into a dragon because I'm it's sorry. an Asi- it's an vaguely Asian-themed movie. It needs it's a dragon. Vaguely Asian. And I'm sorry, she's a snake dragon. Snake dragon, snake dragon eel? Because, like, snake- the way... Dragon eel. Yes, I'm comfortable with that description. Yes. Yeah, because like the way the fins and stuff like kind of are kind of floaty. It's like there's water, but not. (laughs) She kind of she kind of can fly, but not really. Anyway, she turns into a dragon, and Keanu has a fight with a CGI dragon, and it's not terribly thrilling. Um, Meanwhile, Oishi is kicking the shit out of Kira, Um, and. 
like my note here says he pushes them him through all the walls because there's a scene where he picks him up on one of his shoulders and runs him through like a half dozen walls what does that do if the wall is just gonna it, i it that's something that bothers me in movies is when we use like someone gets thrown through the wall and they're like oh that wasn't a big deal i'm like no 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 no. if you were thrown with enough force to go through a wall you're unconscious i'm sorry but it's it's done a lot in movies it's usually played for a gag even but <laughs> well i mean it's not terribly impactful but just the image of see, seeing a man get put through multiple walls it's just like oh shit um but yeah keanu kills the dragon with his monk speed he kimono octopuses her um for some reason he just decides not to do that until it's needed until like mika is in danger so until then he's just kind of like flipping a sword in front of the dragon's face and it's it's a nothing little fight um meanwhile uh oishi is fighting kira and uh he ends up stabbing him i think with the same tanto that uh lord asano used to kill himself Mm -hmm. and then and then he ends up beheading him uh funny detail here is that uh in the historic like in the actual history um they kid they like captured kira and like like surrounded him and demanded that he do seppuku also and apparently he was just so freaked out he couldn't do anything about it and that's that's when they killed him i think that would have been infinitely more interesting than what happened here it's like you know you get that moment where it's like the bad guys presented with this dilemma and it's like oh he's shown to be a piss ant <laughs> well i'm sure like um 278 minutes into that um 1941 cut of uh the 47 ronin they probably do it there um man i really want to watch it now like and break it up into like three pieces well i mean uh, you got to be careful which one you're watching too because it's been adapted many times i would do some research make okay. sure you're make sure you're watching like the top quality one gotcha um but yeah they kill kira uh they take his head and then they just march home because they're getting ready to do seppuku on themselves <laughs> uh yeah uh tokugawa grants them what they're requesting they they know they did wrong but he's like eh, you know that was actually kind of badass so I'll let, <laughs> I'll let you go home and kill yourselves that'll be that'll settle the score yeah um and needs to be said, uh, Mr. Sanada selling those tears like a beast. Like like when he's told that he can go kill himself today, he's just like fucking yes. <laughs> like, like this is, I I really uh, I really love him as an actor. He's excellent. Um it makes me sad to see him in things like this because <laughs> he's cause he's wasted. He's so good. Um and then we get a scene that uh when I was looking over the production notes, um I guess this was an insert, and it seems like actually a sensible one. Basically, it's just a scene where Keanu and Mika have a moment together before they go off to do seppuku. And it's just the two of them just sitting really close to each other, and you can tell it was filmed at a different time because his hair is way different. (laughs) It's like maybe a little bit shorter and much, much cleaner. And basically... Was was John Wick 2014? Could be. I think John Um, Wick was 2014. So he might have been doing John Wick at this point. He may have. Um, He kind of looked it. Um, But yeah, they they share some awkward uh, 
Star Wars prequel level like romance language. Like, like, I will travel a thousand worlds and ten thousand lifetimes to find you. And she's Ooh. like, oh, wait. He's like, okay. <laughs> I'm going to go kill myself <laughs> for well, they're honor. Both, they're both virgins, so, I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's not getting any tail out in that straw hut of his. No, he's just also everyone. Everyone hates him. <laughs> he might. He, I mean, he might even be bullied so much that he doesn't even masturbate. I. <laughs> I don't think. You know, I don't think he. It would be dishonorable for him to masturbate. I think the sadness kills the sperm. There's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so yeah, we get the uh, actually kind of pretty looking mass mass uh, suicide sequence. It is. It does. It is a nice scene. It. It looks good. Yeah, uh, I mean, they, they get the set dressings right, where it's like, yeah, this does actually look like it's supposed to, kind of. Um, and I do like that Keanu is in the back row, because he is the half-breed, and he's honestly wasn't even a samurai. He's only granted this because apparently he's a super badass. I don't think Shogun would allow this, but anyway. Yeah, honestly. Um, and then Chikara, uh, Oishi's son, is singled out. Shang Tsung's like, no! Oishi is a good person. His bloodline needs to live on. So the son needs to live and he needs to fuck right now. <laughs> um, and then we, we like doubly fuck over Hiroyuki Sanada, who is clearly supposed to be the main character of the story, um, but is given very little screen time to work with. Uh, we The reason I say we double fuck him is because we do that, but when it comes time for everybody to you know get their blades out and get and do the deed we don't see him mm-hmm. we see keanu go uh and then fade away I'm like so you mean the guy who this means the most to out of everyone in this group we don't even see his reaction it he's one of japan's best actors him him doing seppuku he could sell the shit out of that <laughs> do you think that um do you think that this was edited by um, probably probably Americans? This was re like re-edited and like okay, listen, I got this. We've already got the Japanese people; they're already gonna come. This is gonna be a big. Deal. They're all gonna be in this movie because it's forty-seven. No, it's huge culturally. It's culturally significant. They're gonna be here. We've got to make this Keanu's movie so we can sell this to American audiences. I think it's the only way this makes sense because there's no reason you would do that if no. this was. I'll I'll tell you. Like I'm guessing somebody had some say in how this got, went down cuz yes 100% that was probably that was probably the majority mindset but there was probably like one dissonant voice in there that was like actually and I'm guessing the like director's cut ending of this was so the last shot of this movie is Mika standing on a bridge like looking off into the fanciful distance um Keanu Force Ghost <laughs> like if we had Keanu Force Ghosts, that would be like the super duper director's cut vision. Hi. <laughs> hey. <laughs> That's what he would say. And then snap to black. Just he'd be like, "Hey. No, god. Him is I'm, Bill- a, I'm a ghost." Oh, yeah, bogus journey. Bogus journey. When they're looking down on themselves. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god. 
<laughs> in this ghost. movie that would be great and then alex went alex winter ghost shows up too <laughs> it's like it's one of his ancestors who was at the dutch island <laughs> to be funny if they make a cut where you see him die in this movie then it cuts to him and alex winter falling down the pit just screaming <laughs> <laughs> no uh we fade to black and then fade up and he's hanging out with William Sadler <laughs> in his death makeup. <laughs> we just made a better movie. We made a better movie. Yeah. So that is 47 Ronin. Uh, and that concludes it, our Keanu month, I believe. Yeah. That would that brings uh, catching up on Keanu month to a close. Uh, these are always fun when we do a theme month. Um, maybe next time we'll actually watch some legitimately good movies. I don't I know that... We any of these be. were uh yeah, yeah none of these movies were i mean john wick of course was good the freaked is worth watching just to kind of see it but the rest of these movies you can pretty much skip unless you absolutely need to watch them we did it for you so yeah <laughs> but yeah uh thank you for joining us as we uh caught up on keanu oh wait one small detail that i absolutely need to share because it's important to me and no one else um there is a film by the name of the legend of the eight samurai um that stars sunny chiba among many other japanese actors it came out in the early 80s uh, it has one of the most awesome theme songs you'll ever hear sung in english by the way by an american um hiroyuki sanada is in that movie very like baby baby hiroyuki and uh he was he was a uh understudy of sunny chiba and so he was like a japanese stunt performer anyway that movie is basically he-man but based on like ancient japanese folklore and in a lot of ways this this movie 47 ronin felt a lot like that one so it was kind of funny seeing him come back to a role like that after spending like a decade or two doing nothing but like japanese academy award caliber stuff and it's like hey i need to get some more shit on my resume <laughs> Anyway, that that was nagging at me because that that movie's like burned into my memory. It's not good. It's really not. It's hokey as all shit. It really is very similar to uh, Masters of the Universe, the Dolph Lundgren and Frank Langella uh, He-Man movie. Never saw it. I might make you watch it because I know you like Frank. I do like Frank. <laughs> Everybody likes me. Everybody I'm a very me. affable man. My voice doesn't get any louder than this, though. Even when I'm upset, I never talk much louder than this. <laughs> I always really am talking like I'm trying to sleep with your wife. But not really. <laughs> it's like, maybe because I already have. <laughs> I already did that. It's Don't not worry. really exciting to me anymore. <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be compensated generously. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think we're out of gas here. But uh, oh, thank yeah. you again for joining us as we caught up on Keanu. Yeah. Uh, Join us again next time as we catch up on something else altogether. Yeah. Until next time.